thanks for joining us at 2H Sojourner. And um, we're excited to go into this Saturday, uh, getting ready for Sunday is what Saturday is all about. And uh, leading us to that point, we've got some nicotine. More to come. Chris, happy Saturday. (laughs) Happy Saturday to you, Mike. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, man. So, hey, you smoke the pipe. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. And uh, you're the one that turned me Presbyterian. (laughs) And so that'll always be uh, a feather in your cap. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things I want to do just for for, uh, Smoking Saturdays is um, just to kind of explore some tobaccos and, uh, you know, to have some guests on that that um, have access to more tobacco than we do in New Zealand is always a plus. Um, you know, we're just going to get some surprising stuff. And, um, and even just, it's always a good, good heads up. Um, I know most of the people listening to this podcast are from New Zealand. So when we, this is how it works. You get your hard-earned money and uh, either you're, you're desperate, so you go to the tobacconist and pay $100 to get your, oh um, you know, your tin of tobacco, your 50 grams, uh, you know, that little tin. And, um, and you, you, you know, this is how it works. You, you, you walk into the tobacconist. They don't even really call themselves tobacconists anymore. Um, they're more like just, just little random gift shops or like a dairy or something. And uh, a dairy is like a little, you know, corner store. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're not, nothing is branded, nothing is advertised. And not, not only that, but you, you, you're not allowed asking. I mean, they're not allowed telling you what brands they have if you ask them. Um, so you have to know what you want and you have to ask for it. And the guy just has to get it for you and slip it to you over the counter. It feels like you're buying some like illegal narcotic or something. And, um, <laughs> And, you know, and then you walk out and that's the end of that. You feel dirty. <laughs> I, the, the, the other day I did this, I, you know, well, not the other day, probably around, probably about six months ago now. But I, I think that was the first and last time I'm going to do it. I went into the tobacconist. It's called the, uh, it's, it's called a tobacconist. So I went in, you know, and uh, this was just after they put in the new law um, about just taking all the branding off and, and so there were a few other people in the store and they were just buying, you know, some random goods. And, um, and so I was like, Hey, how's it going? You know, can I just grab a tin of tobacco? You know, I'm so all psyched. I know it's going to be expensive, but I'm going to do it. And, um, and so the guy's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. just hold on. <laughs> there, there, there are people in the store. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, what's going on? And he's just, can you, can you just wait there for just three minutes? And I'm just going to wait till, so the people leave <laughs> and I, I honestly had no idea what was going on. And, um, and yeah. And then, and then, and then the people left. And so I was just standing there super awkwardly and the guy like calls me and I'm, I'm like, okay, so can I get some tobacco? And he, he, he didn't even answer me. He was just, he was just like, um, uh, say what you want to say. And, and I'm like, dude, this is so cloak and dagger. I don't know what's going on. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, uh, could I please have tobacco? He's like, no, no, <laughs> no, you have to say what you want. And I'm like, oh my goodness, could I have some pipe tobacco? He's like, no, no, <laughs> you have to say. 
And, and it was this weird process. Eventually, I figured out, like, I have to actually say the thing. So I'm like, okay, cool. Can I get some, like, Aaron Mall or whatever? <laughs> and, uh-huh. uh, and uh, yeah, and he puts it in this brown paper bag and slides it to me and pay the hundred bucks. Dude, it was scary. Dude, wow. I only figured out, like, I, I did some research after that, figured out what the guy's problem was. You know, like, he's just trying to keep his business. And, you know, I suppose they get, they get like, tested or something, you know, with oh. random. And so <laughs> wants to play by the rules. But man alive, that was that was that was an interesting process. So, anyways, all to say that that's what we're up against, <laughs> and uh, and so when we we need to know what we want, Chris, <laughs> 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 we need to we need to go in there with a mission, and uh, and so yeah, the more the more sort of exposure and uh, pipe tobacco reviews and anything we we can get is is just a good thing. So, uh, with that foundation laid, brother, uh, what have you been smoking recently? Well, just this evening, I was smoking some Bell's Three Nuns. Oh, I um, know, I actually do know that one, man. Have you tried it? I have tried it. Yeah, that was it's strong, isn't it? It is a little on the strong side, um, and I, I normally prefer um, Latakia in my tobacco, but this had no Latakia. It was just um, some dark fired Kentucky, mm. uh, some Brazilian leaf, and Virginia. And uh, it comes in little coins. So it's like it was a rope and then they sliced it into uh, thin little coins. But ah. uh, it was quite tasty. Yeah. Good. Cool. And um, all right. So that's three nuns. Um, do they have a whole bunch of brands or it's just a, just a, or, or a bunch of types? Or when it I bought it, one? when I bought it, it was just... Um, the regular yeah. three nuns with those uh, particular tobaccos that I mentioned. But since then, just within the last few months, they've come out with three other uh, versions of it. Mm. One is a vapor with uh, Virginia and Perique. Oh, nice. Another one is Street Virginia. And um, I, may, maybe the one I smoked is the third one. In any case, um, yeah, they've, uh, they've developed a little bit more. Okay, cool. So you'll go back for more? Oh, yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so Ladakia, that's such a lovely way of saying that word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing. <laughs> so, so, man, it, it reminds me of this. Um, this is the problem with distance education, right? Just spring, just changing channels for a second. Uh, okay. I'll never forget my brother and I, we've both done the distance education thing. And so the, we laughed about it because uh, the one problem is you learn all about, you know, the ins and outs of Karl Barth. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, when it comes to that theological discussion you've been waiting for, man, the wind gets taken out of your sail the day you realize <laughs> you've been saying it wrong all those years. <laughs> you've, yep. you've been doing it wrong. It's the, the isolation thing. So, yeah, we used to call it Latakia, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I think is, you know, it's, it's an impressive, you know, uh, you know if, under our circumstances, you know, it's, um, we had to put that word together somewhere. Right. And uh, Latakia sounds, sounds like a like an orcish rendition of, uh, <laughs> of the true word. Um, all right, cool. So yeah. And you, so Latakia is how you pronounce it folks. And that's awesome. So how, um, and so you're, you're a fan of Latakia though. We call it shoe polish is the, is, is the other word. <laughs> I mean, it smells just like shoe polish, right? When you, when you, yeah. 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 And I like it more as a condiment in my tobacco rather than as like the, the, only the thing. main ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's, um, what is out there that does like a straight, Latakia, like just a full on. Can uh, you think of anything? 
Well, let's see. There's pirate cake, which I think boasts north of 50% Latakia. Mm. Um, That's scary. There, I think it's Mac Baron that makes a Latakia flake. So it's apparently um, straight Latakia. Right. Or at least primarily. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and so your favorite tobacco at the moment? I, I, I think Presbyterian is my favorite. Okay, yeah, good. It'd be hard to beat. Oh, man, it is just perfect. I love yeah. it. It's the only thing that it keeps me. I think I would become a cigar guy if I didn't, like, if pipe, if blends like that didn't exist, you know? <laughs> uh, because it's just, it's it sort of keeps you on that pipe, you know, even when you feel like you need something strong, but just, you know... Uh, just good at the same time, just tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, cigars tend to deliver on on the strength side. I f- I find you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when it's almost like you only really have the option of going just straight up Latakia. Like, yeah. I don't know what el- what else what else is uh, super strong um, that doesn't involve Latakia. Like, yeah. Can you think of anything? Well, when you say strong, are you talking about flavor or nicotine? Uh either or. Okay, so cigars tend to deliver on both. I find. Yes, I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would say Three Nuns is pretty strong in the flavor department. Um, there's another one in my rotation um, called Nightcap, and it is quite strong in the flavor department, not as strong in nicotine. Um, but when I really want um, a good dose of nicotine, I tend to turn to um, Samuel Gawith or Gawith and Hogarth blends um i've got 1792 flake and then um two different ropes that they make and the ropes for some reason seem to be really high in the nicotine uh content okay cool well that's good to know i haven't tried any of that i'll have to bring some the next time i come to new zealand man totally you know what i was thinking i was having this i was fantasizing about uh we could do like a two-age sojourner conference i love it Hey, wouldn't that be cool? That yeah, would we, be. We get uh, you, uh, uh, my brother Nick. Nick, well, Nick's already here, so <laughs> we just have to. <laughs> we just have to come up the money. Uh, we just, you know, we could keep that the entrance, uh, the 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 um, registration costs super low. All we need is two plane tickets. Keep it super chilled, low key, nothing flash. But uh, that'd be that'd be great. I think it'd make oh, a good conference. We need to work on that. I know totally. So hey, if you're listening in on this and uh, you feel like that would be a good idea. It's kind of premature, but hey, the podcast, uh, we, we're picking it up. The you know, people are listening. We used to have our three listeners, our dedicated three listeners. Uh, <laughs> but man, we've gone up. It's uh, we're getting like almost well, we had 80 downloads the other day. Wow, so was, yeah, totally. So that's a decent little jump <laughs> from, from um, so hey, we, you know, who knows what could happen. Um, right now, Chris, what I want to do and what I thought I would ask you about. Um, let me just, I'm just gonna Google this right now. Um, C.S. Lewis. Um, pipe in teeth. Uh, do you know the quote I'm talking about? Oh, I do. Let okay. me see if I can find it. Yeah, I've got it right here. Let me read it to you. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to get your thoughts on this. I love this. This in this was one of the. This honestly changed my life. I'll tell you the story. Um, and I, I was smoking a pipe before I came across this quote, but but it just oh man, I loved it. He says, "I believe." that many who find that nothing happens, quote, when they sit down or kneel down to a book of devotion, would find that the heart sings unbidden while they are working their way through a tough bit of theology 
with a pipe in their teeth and a pencil in their hand. Amen. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. (laughs) It's so good. It's from his, uh, uh, on the incarnation. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I love it because, yeah, we, it's it's honestly changed the way. I mean, this. I feel like smoking Saturdays could be like spiritual Saturdays or sermon prep <laughs> Saturdays, and precisely for that reason, uh, the two are truly intermeshed uh, for me because, um, for, on exactly that point, I was one of those people. I, I would honestly feel like, hey, you know, I, I don't have a soul. Nothing is happening over here uh, with these lame devotional books and. And uh, I remember thinking, like, something's wrong. And, uh, and I always found, like, I remember, you know, reading through Hendrickson's More Than Conquerors and uh, just, I re- just weeping my whole way through that book for no other reason. And, and I felt the same thing also reading through Klein stuff, just, just for no other mm-hmm. reason than it, it just, uh, what is, it's just hard to explain. I suppose just the depth at which it looks at the word and, and how, uh, you don't have to conjure anything up. Right. It just your thoughts are, are taken to such a level that that they lead your emotions to the point that you can hardly sit still. You just want to get up and shout, you know, something, praise Jesus or something, because it's it's just yeah. uh, it's so profound. You know the way the way that the Bible is true and so amazing and and yes, it's just a. I, I find that to be one of the most helpful things to say to people that are struggling. Now, look, you don't have to have a pipe in your teeth, right? But, you know, the idea there being that um, just get down and do some thinking, you know? Just Mm. if you you want your soul to to, uh, soar, then stop trying to make your soul soar and switch your brain on. And and you're probably not going to do that by yourself. You're probably going to need some some Jedi theologian to kind of work, work with you on that, you know, and he's written a book Mm -hmm. for you and you just sit down with that book. Someone who's been faithful to the scriptures and uh, just, just leads you through and you just take a little bit at a time and you just take, got a pencil in your hand or however you like to think about stuff. And uh, you just spend some time processing. Have you found the same thing? Absolutely. And um, it seems to be the, um, being moved to doxology, sort of like uh, Paul seems to be in so many places yes. in his writing. Right. Um, and, you know, I was going to say that just like uh, the psalmist says that God um, made wine or gave us wine, you know, to make our hearts glad, mm. um, it, it's important to remember, and I, I'm being completely serious about this, that God made tobacco. And um, there is something about the nicotine, I think, that really uh, helps put you in a um, contemplative yeah. frame of mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, totally. I mean, I couldn't agree more. This is uh, me agreeing. Yeah, totally. Because uh, I think uh, nicotine, I mean, oh my goodness, it's got a bad rap. And yeah, again, I'm saying this from a New Zealand context. But it, I think at the end of the day, it's just, especially with a pipe, you know, I could see how maybe I'll get a little nasty with the cigarettes, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you sort of just chain smoking your way through a devotional book. I mean, that'd be, that'd be a little bit weird, <laughs> but there's something about a pipe. I don't know. It's the ritual. It's the, uh, it's the nicotines in there, surely. But, uh, the flavor, the goodness of the, of the mm-hmm. taste, the gift, almost like a good cup of coffee or, um, a good glass of wine would be a good comparison. 
right. uh, you know, there is there is a physiological effect at some level, but it's not drunkenness. It's not no. you know an ult, you know a messed up state of mind. It's um, it's something that you just feel is this is a gift. This is this is good, and um, I think also of of Spurgeon's. I mean, he would just. You know, he would often talk about this. He would just thank God from the bottom of his heart for cigars. Mm. Um, and I think for him, it helped with his inflammation of the joints and all sorts of things back in the day, mm. you know, before they had Nurofen. Do you guys have Nurofen? Your ibuprofen, yeah. Ibuprofen, that's it, totally. <laughs> so, you know, you could either pop a ibuprofen and do some devotions. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it seemed to help him with inflammation and just, I think, obviously calmed him down, the stresses of ministry. The other thing is just in pastoral ministry, and I think just in life in general, stress is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and for all the bad rap that, that nicotine would get in terms of, you know, uh, health and... Uh, causing health deterioration, which, you know, it probably does like everything else does at some level. Um, you know, uh, eat, a, eat too much canned food and you're basically good to go on, on some cancer there. Uh, you know, tuna, oh my goodness, too much. You get some <laughs> some uh, mercury poisoning or whatever the latest thing is. Um, right. The bottom line is like anything you're going to consume is going to have some sort of, you know, unintended thing going on there. Um, but in terms of just having something... Um. Yeah, put you into a a frame of mind where it relaxes you. I mean, that if the week has been busy, um, and crazy, and I've been running around. I, I always think of that African proverb: the the bat that flies hither and thither and knows not where it flies. Uh, I feel like that is my week so many times, and it just I get to Saturday and I'm, I'm screeching into Saturday. <laughs> and the reality is I've got to preach a sermon and, uh, you know, I've, I've got to zone in and I've got to stop and I've got to just force myself in, a, in an age that doesn't uh, encourage uh, contemplation. It doesn't encourage stillness and right. uh, just disconnected from devices and, and those sorts of things. It, it, just something that does that for me is, is a very, very good thing, I feel. And I've, yeah, I honestly feel it would make me live longer, not shorter, um, <laughs> in that, you know, if anything, you're, you're, the stress factor is huge. Um, and you've got, to, you've got to find ways somehow. Exercise is obviously good, but you've got to find ways to, to uh, lower your stress and just, and just thank God for the week and just be brought to a correct frame of mind. And, you know, and again, you're trusting that, that the Lord's day is going to do that. And so I don't want to go in some sort of amazing, you know, hey, everyone needs to smoke in order to, to sort of think theology uh, crusade. But, but at the same token, I, I do want to um, encourage what is the end result for, uh, of that which pipe smokers so frequently experience. Mm. Um, you know, which is just that slowed down, deep, contemplative frame of mind that allows you to think and, and just get stuck into a meaty book and, and just unplug for a while. I mean, you know, I definitely want to advocate that. I think that's vital for every, anyone, no matter who they are and no matter what vocation or, or place in life they are. So, I mean, what, what is your Saturday ritual? Do you uh, typically smoke on Saturday? When, when do you no- normally smoke? How does that look for you? <laughs> When I normally smoke uh, is in the evening after the family has gone to bed and uh, I just uh, step outside. It tends to work better for me in the uh, cooler or colder months. Um, normally the, the summer months here are just uh, too hot for a, a hot pipe to be uh, appealing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> totally. 
um yeah so in the evening uh out in the cold that's when i tend to smoke cool and do you uh do you have any particular reading that you like to do well just due to my particular situation here it's um i would tend to read indoors where i have uh light and my wife takes a, a dimmer view of me smoking indoors. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I tend not to read while I'm smoking, but I, okay. I do. I, I love putting those two things together. Definitely. Yes, totally. mm-hmm. um, good. Well, Hey, that's smoking Saturday. And if you're listening in, uh, Hey, you need to find a place where you can uh, just, just whether it's Saturday, whether it's in the evenings, whether it's in the mornings, just to pull back and, uh, Get in some good theology. Let your soul soar. Get into Meredith Klein. Uh, yes. Get into uh, Chris Kahi. There's a great book. I always, <laughs> <laughs> I always tell tell you about Tell Two Adams. You got to check that out. Um, get into uh, some good books on on uh, theology. And uh, m- maybe that's you. Maybe you're feeling kind of at the end of, hey, what am I doing over here? What am I reading? Uh, it feels like I'm, I'm stuck. Well, get go more difficult. Try that. And uh, mm. just try and get away from it all and just read a little bit and just press through and do some thinking, write stuff down and uh, pray it through as you're doing it. It's a profound thing. Um, thanks for joining us, Chris. Hey, thanks again for having me. And thanks for joining us on 2H Sojourner. Mm-hmm.